You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. morning and hello kids and welcome to season three and episode the daily beaver morning show here on the crier media network i am here at the ottawa beaver lodge and i am working without a script so i'm doing this from memory today recording day is monday april 24th 2023 and uh it's a great day here at the beaver lodge it's a rather great day uh but we're here to bring the sunshine. Hmm? <laughs> uh, I'm the eager beaver, uh, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, hey, and as usual is my good friend, Mr. Grizzly, right here with me. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsors, the Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com for always being with us. And Mr. Grizzly, how are you feeling today? How's your mental health? Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Beaver. Um, uh, it's weird. I slept right through the night. I went to bed early. I, I don't even, I don't have any recollection of what I dreamt last night, which is weird for me. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little out of sorts. Yesterday was not the greatest day, uh, only because I, I woke up feeling all stuffy, right? Allergy season is really hitting me hard right now. And, uh, I went out, ran a couple of errands yesterday. And, and by the time I got back to the house, like I could barely see my eyes were all squinty and, and itchy and burning. And I was sneezing my head off. So it's like, yeah, that's my day. That's my entire day. <laughs> it was like load up on the antihistamines and lie on the couch. So it was kind of a lonely, quiet Sunday. And I didn't want that. I wanted to, to, to see and do things yesterday. Cause it was 
well, it wasn't unpleasant. It wasn't gorgeous out, but it wasn't unpleasant. But yeah, mm-hmm. just um, just didn't have it yesterday. And you know, sometimes that happens. That's allergies do that. They 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 really drain you. So yeah, it was not a great day. So mental health wise today, uh, jury's still out on that one. We'll see how I'm feeling as the day progresses. <laughs> and that's the honest to goodness truth. I don't know what today will bring. Don't know what any day is going to bring. Actually, I mean, who's kidding who, right? But right. we'll we'll see how the day progresses, and hopefully it goes well. I do have to go into the office uh, today. Rare Monday where I have to go in, um, have a bunch of meetings I have to attend. So yeah, we're going to be. I got I got a hard out by eight forty five. I got to be out the door. So this will be a nibble for for sure this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my end, um, actually, what's going on? What's interesting is that. Uh, when I'm looking at what's going on, I'm moving in the actual time that I'm moving and your lips are still moving like you're talking. So I have a two minute delay on the visual, but all the comments from the kits are in real time and I'm in real time. So at some point you're going to really speed up on my screen for a while. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> it's kind of weird. I'm talking and I'm seeing your lips move too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say about that. I, I have a, I have a quick As long hit. as the sound's working, that's all I care about. <laughs> that's the important factor. Yeah. The audio is functioning. I have a quick hit for you this morning. Um, oh, okay. This, this is, um, I won't be able to see it, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to. You should be able to see it. I'll, I'll share it on the oh, screen. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You just caught up. Like now I'm only like 10 seconds behind rather than two minutes. Okay. okay. So here it is. Uh, this is a Daniel Smith, Premier Daniel Smith in the province of Alberta, and her plan on full privatization and how she's going to go about doing it and the start of it. It's one minute and 26 seconds. Um, this was live uh, with the Alberta Enterprise Group, so AEG. I think that's a play on words because there is a a mutual fund or a financial company called AEG in the United States. Anyway, here we go. Have a look at this. Kits, draw your own conclusions, but uh, if you live in Alberta, it ain't looking good. What if we made a different approach. What if instead of paying for that 100% with the government paying it directly, what if they deposited the money in your health spending account and you paid your doctor out of your health spending account when you visited? He'd give you a nice little debit card. It would have your name and face on one side, like a driver's license, and then you'd swipe it and $37 would come out of your account. Government has already made a determination that certain services are ones that you should pay for yourself. And to me, it's entirely arbitrary. So if it's arbitrary, why don't we create a system where people have the means to pay for the healthcare that they need based on their own choices, and then we we uh, we, we allow them to make those choices and see what happens. Instead of it being public versus private, it's what gets paid for 100% by government through your catastrophic insurance coverage that is publicly funded and publicly administered, and what uh, services get paid for through your medical, your health spending account. And that is partially funded by government, partially funded by your employer, and partially funded by you. If your employer pays for your services on your behalf, why does that? Why does the practitioner you're dealing with have? Um, they don't have the same incentive to give you the very best possible service as if you're paying yourself, right? And so there's a there's a reason why you want to restore the patient doctor relationship and the payment relationship. Okay. I did not understand a word of that. 
She, I, I listened very intently. I did not understand a word of that. She's going none of that when you there were words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did not understand a word of that. Yeah, she's going to privatize healthcare fully, and, and and you know she says some of it the government will pay for, some of it your employer will pay for, and some of it you will pay for. She's moving to full privatization, which is in violation of the Canada Health Act. You know what, lady? Pack up your shit and move to the United States of America. For Take that stuff out of here. We don't want that in Canada. And that's what she wants to do. Like you heard what she said. Partial, partial payment by the government, partial payment by your employer's insurance company, and partial payment by you. You know what, she's, what, 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 what she's missing here is the government... That's our money. That's our tax dollars. We pay for health care through our taxes. We already pay for it. She wants us to pay again. I don't yeah. like this person. No, no, I don't like her either. And, and she's like, what if? What if? Yeah. Uh, what if no? <laughs> like, what if no? No, just asking questions here. And see what happens. Like James says, most loaded statement Let's ever. Let's see what happens. Yeah. No, no. How about we do what we already know works, mm-hmm. fund it properly, and let's not see what happens. She's worse Seriously. than Doug Ford, and that's a stretch, but she's worse than Doug Ford. This this woman what is if? dangerous. She's dangerous. She's going what to kill if? people, and she doesn't give a shit as long as the balance sheet works out in the end. And the proposition that she's making is, is incorrect. Mm-hmm. It's not... Like what, what services are we funding versus what services are we not funding? Because then every election becomes a battle on what services we're no longer going to be funding. Uh-huh. Right? Once you establish that, and of course, then it establishes, well, everybody, because it's the conservatives, right? Mm-hmm. Right. When there's the tax cut, everybody needs to get a little bit of the tax cut. So those on the bottom get a very small amount because they've had to give one to everyone. So everyone is probably going to get the same amount of healthcare, regardless of need. <laughs> James Combs. Right. And the, the initial, uh, initial annual allotment in your account. Yeah. And that's going to fluctuate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. It's, that becomes a, it's the same thing with the, the abortion thing, right? Once they start codifying it, then they, they get to uh, start. Oh, oh, we need to change this part of the code and this mm-hmm, part of the mm-hmm. code. It's like, well, if you just consider it a health service, period, and you don't have to quotify it, then you don't open that door. This is the same thing. As soon as you start opening an account, then, well, how much goes in the account? Exactly. How much do we put every year? Does exactly. everybody get the same amount? They just chip away let's at just, it. And then let's just see what happens. Yeah, yeah that's, she just chips away at it until we're fully paying for it, along with, I don't know what else we're paying in our tax dollars. We're going to give corporate welfare to oil companies because they already do that. Some days, man. Yeah. The same premier who wants money to pay oil companies to do what they already were supposed to contractually be bound to do with regards to oil wells they left behind. Mm-hmm. Wants you to say, just what if you had an account that you contributed to yourself, your friends and your family contributed to? I'm just spitballing. Right, you're most vulnerable. I'm just spitballing here. But what if we put Daniel what Smith if? on a rail and run her the fuck out of town? What if? What if? Spitballing. <laughs> just spitballing. I'm, spitballing. I, like that side always says, I'm just asking questions. Just asking questions. That's all. What if we did that? What if we said, Danielle, you first? You first, yeah. 
You establish yourself yourself that type of account for three or four years. and Let us know how it works out if a catastrophic illness comes along. Let us know how that works out for you. Let's, let's, make, yeah. let's make you the case study. Oh, and by the way, you know, everything you get under the government right now, you have to give up all of that and live as a normal citizen would. Yes, yes. You don't get any, any benefit. And look, you already get full dental, full medical. You get everything right now. You get, you get the same health plan we do. Yeah. You get the exact same one that the average Albertan citizen gets. And then tell me how you think it works out well for you. When suddenly you have to mortgage your home because you need, oh, I don't know, cancer surgery or a heart transplant or any one about of, to give birth. What, what if you have a, a horrific car accident and have to spend six months in the hospital recovering? These things happen. These things are not predictable. So, no, she can go to hell in a Yeah. I like that. I'm going to see if I could to credit it to who said um, Elaine. They already have a health card. How's about they swipe that? Just, Just that. that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, she's going to listen. Hey, if she wants to hand the election over to Rachel, I'm all for it. I'm telling because you. as we stated, as we've stated on the show, right when we've done uh, we've reported back on Janet coverage. Brown polling, yeah, but also on Janet Brown polling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that Albertans love their healthcare any less than we do, or love their public education education any less than we do. They just seem to be more allergic to taxes than we are. Yeah. Just the, the mention of taxes like, makes them break out in hives. But oh, if you talk that. about adjusting the healthcare. That changes things right there, right? Oh, yeah. That's the bridge too far. That is the bridge too far. So, And it's Battleground Calgary. Yes. Um, do you want to lose? Um, you know what? I think I'm going to make it my life's mission to make sure that individuals like that never achieve their goals because their goals will hurt people. They will hurt the nameless, faceless, poor and working class that they don't give a shit about. And I'm one of them. So I'm fighting for my own interest here too, but I'm fighting for the interest of my friends and neighbors who are in the same financial boat as me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a catastrophic illness. I don't know what'll happen to me. Sure. My health care will be covered, but what about my rent? I, mm-hmm. I'm still going to need a place to live. What am I going to do? Sell everything I own and move in with my parents? My dad's 82. Well, he'll, he'll be 82 this summer. Mm-hmm. My mom will be 77. Like, hey, come on, let's get realistic here, people. Right. What's going to happen to me? Now, I have, I have coverage through my employer. I'm lucky enough to have that. It's not nearly enough. But I could probably, it would be, there would be some rocky roads. There'd be a rough patch, uh, like a stretch of about 60 or 90 days before, because, you know, insurance companies are so eager to rapidly pay out. Right, right. I would be able to probably keep, but I'd have to make an agreement with my landlord and say, look, here's the situation. Here's what's going to happen. Now, my landlord is really good. I've been here for 12 years. I'm going to stay here until I no longer can live on my own because quite frankly, I can't ever afford to move. So 
you know, hopefully this building doesn't ever go up for sale and they decide that they're going to knock it down and put up something new because then I'm completely screwed. Mm. And that is a, an ex- that's a possibility. Right. That is a possibility. Now, uh, what could they build in its place? Not a lot, actually, because of the zoning here. Right. So it, it is a possibility. I don't think it's a probability. But all these things are very, very real. And, and we, we, this, this happens daily in this country daily where a developer comes in buys up an old piece of property and comes up with a nice new design and this is what we're going to do well what happens to the people that live there oh we gave them a settlement yeah you did but guess what they can't afford to live in the neighborhood that they've lived in for the last 40 years right right they have to move way outside of the city well guess what they don't have a vehicle why Mm -hmm. because they live in a 15-minute city 15-minute walk or a 15-minute train ride from everything. All of a sudden, you're going to push them way the hell out because they're poor and working class and we don't want to look at the unwashed, right? Let's let's gloss over that and let's put in a million-dollar condo building so everybody that is a million-plus to move into a 400-square-foot dwelling. Meanwhile, you've suddenly displaced 40 or 50 people because you've knocked down that four-story building. This, this happens daily. Right. It should be illegal. There should be rules in place against this. But when we, you got to remember, these are not federal programs. These are, these are seen, overseen by the province. And who runs our province? And who's in the back pocket of developers? Tell me Daniel Smith is any yeah. different than Doug Ford when it comes to that. She already gave how many oh, billions to oil companies? Billions to oil companies. <laughs> We've got a lot of serious problems in this country, and, and most of them are at the provincial level. Was it billions? Uh, I think it was something like $4 billion or something like that. I could be wrong. Somebody, if somebody wants to correct me, feel free. I won't be offended. Uh, we like it when you, when you uh, point out that, oh, we made a mistake here, general correction. Yeah, no problem. We will always admit it, but I'm sure she gave them billions. I know Jason Kenney did. Yeah, Kenny you know. did. Yeah. Absolutely, Kenny did right off the bat. Yeah, handed them billions. He basically handed them, and they went up in smoke like yeah. <laughs> 30 days yeah. later or something. <laughs> yeah, well, and she's talking uh, about uh, she want they want to develop a, an Alberta police force and an Alberta pension. Yeah. But, but the idea behind the Alberta pension, the AEG, the Alberta Enterprise Group, lost a ton of money last year. So if they folded CPP, which they can't do because it's a federal program, but if they tried to fold CPP and then develop their... Uh, APP, mm-hmm. which would have been in bed with Alberta Enterprise Group, AEG lost a ton of money last year. They're down by like 40%. So, yeah. you know, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Canada Pension Plan is one of the best managed and regulated pensions on the planet again. Um, it doesn't pay I, out enough on a monthly basis to survive on, but, but what you just said is true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It we is one of the best managed, and, and it's, it, it always turns a profit. It always grows, but they need to spit out a little bit more money because it's not enough to survive on right now. Like right now, we have the three programs, the Guaranteed uh, Income Supplement, the GIS, mm-hmm. the OAS, the Old Age Security Program, and CPP. Just merge all three. Could we not just merge all three into one? Mm-hmm. Or should I say one? <laughs> well, that would be a UBI, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, though, right? Wouldn't that make sense? Yes. 
Uh, we have a Kit Saucy here that says healthcare costs each Canadian's around $7,500 a year. Compare that to how much Americans pay for their own healthcare, and we are doing well. It's not yes. perfect, but you always have healthcare available. And it's like Charles said on our show, right? Our healthcare system is universal. That means everybody. That means I owe you healthcare and you owe me, you owe me healthcare. So for Daniel Smith to just like slide on in and go, what if we don't owe each other healthcare? What if we do, you know, what, what do you call that uh, rugged individualism for everyone else? And so uh, it's, it's corporate. What, what, what's, uh, um, socialism for the wealthy, rugged individualism for the working class and poor and middle yeah. class for that matter. What if we do that instead, rather than just considering this universal thing? I mean, do mm. we, re when we say universal, do we really mean everybody and everything? Yeah, so James, thank you for that, James. Smith lobbied to give oil companies 20 billion, but failed. She gave a hundred million in subsidies to clean up their mess. Yeah, that's why the I was mess, thinking in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, yeah. The mess that they're uh, contractually, legally responsible to clean up at yep. their expense. So yep. she just said, hey, guys, I know you made a mess and you made a huge profit. Here's some money to go clean it up with. Well, I mean, the ones, the ones that declare bankruptcy get to orphan their wells completely mm -hmm. and left. And then there are ones that are still active that they're, they're, they're not orphaned wells. They're just abandoned because they still have a mommy and daddy because they're still in business. Mm -hmm. They're just neglecting them completely. until they eventually do go bankrupt. And then they're just going to, because I mean, they've seen the companies that were bankrupt being able to walk away without that being covered in the bankruptcy. Right. They didn't consider us a creditor having to clean up those abandoned wells. So I mean, then so why would anybody else clean them clean them up? Why would exactly. anybody? Why would anybody? What's in, where's the incentive to clean up the abandoned wells when all the people that had abandoned ones that went belly up just left them orphaned? Mm -hmm. Yeah, brutal, brutal. brutal. Yep. Uh, we have Kit Jillian here that says there's already only one obstetrician in a city with 100,000 people. That's it. That is two hours from Calgary. I've heard about that on the news, actually. Um, what that's not good. One obstetrician for 100,000 people. Ouch. So let's say, let's say, let's say conservatively, Okay, so 50% of the population, let's say the 50% of the population is female. Let's say 50% of that, so 25% of the 100,000, 25,000 people are capable and in a position of having a child. Mm -hmm. So, uh, conservative, and, and let's cut that down by a few percentage. Let's say it's 15,000 people. Let's say 15,000 choose to uh, have a baby or, or find themselves pregnant. Stuff happens, right? And I'm not getting into the vagaries of how and why and where 100% of pregnancies are caused by men. But here's the thing. Let's say it's 15,000 people. One doctor for 15,000? And I'm being super conservative on that. Those numbers could be way higher. They could even be a little bit lower, but I doubt that. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Ah, oh, man. And that's not good for attracting for an investment. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Because you got to understand a lot of individuals who want to move here and start companies here and start business and start a life here, 
many of them come from parts of the world where uh, the most important thing in the world is to have children and lots of them. So, mm. you know, all mm. of a sudden you got to pay for all of that. Mm. Hey, Dan, Danny, Danielle, Miss D, um, you got to get your shit together because that ain't it. That ain't playing. Yeah, because in a province where... Yeah, in a province where in a city of 100,000 people, you have only one obstetrician um, musing aloud about people paying for their own health care now. <laughs> yeah. I guess she's focused on reducing demand. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, man. Um... In other news that we did not mention Friday, and as soon as we went off the air, oh, okay. and I was like, ah, damn, didn't yeah. even mention it. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Minister of Federal Parliament, Han Dong, mm -hmm. the guy who's had his reputation totally sullied. Now, of course, neither of us can say whether or not that was legitimate or not, because none of us have seen anything having to do with the intelligence that was at the heart of the allegations. Neither is any other Canadian citizen, except for the couple of people who were leaking stuff and the journalists who claim that they have seen them. Yes, because right. nobody, nobody else has, right? Up to now, point. we've had it on good authority from certain ones of our guests that Sam Cooper is indeed a reliable and quality journalist. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to take that uh, for what it's worth. Uh, but he's only but, reporting uh, on the information he's given, right? And if the information he's given, you know, as, as the rumor is that it's possible that there was a, uh, a mispronunciation or a mistranslation in a word because it, one word, you know, in, in, was it Mandarin or Cantonese? I can't remember. What, in the dialect, it's ma, depending on the tone and, and how you pronounce it, could mean five different things. Because that's how the mm -hmm. language works. Mm -hmm. It's all intonation. And right? this one was right. And this one was uh, um, the difference between the word uh, delay and either immediate or immediately. Right. Um, so in one sentence, it would have been, you know, we need you to delay the release, and the other one was, would be, you need to release them immediately. Um, so <laughs> well and, and the whole delay uh, story doesn't even make sense because it'll benefit the conservatives why would a why would a liberal do that <laughs> right? and i really can't see how it would benefit the conservatives because the conservatives were the ones that were preaching things such as oh you know when she got to the border we should have just ignored the law then and just let her go to the united states because it could have been their problem or mm -hmm. you know or maybe we should just uh, just let her go when you know or cave to what the china is asking for and go get this off our plates because it's embarrassing or all that kind of stuff rather but all of those would have created a terrible 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 precedent <laughs> in the first instance we would have basically told our most important ally and the person on the ally on whom we rely most on for our defense that we're not trustworthy and our word doesn't mean much Indeed. That's not a good sign. And then on the second one, we tell China, uh, yeah, okay, great. Come on in and impose China law on Canadian territory. Also not great. <laughs> so, 
The prime minister did the only thing he could do, and he did do it all the way, and he didn't give up, which was respect the agreement and hope that international pressure would do whatever it hap- does, and that's exactly what happened, right? Just Mr. Biden, President Biden, uh, won the election, and uh, here, uh, you know, Mr. Trudeau re-won the election, and then all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't in the People's Republic of China's interest to have these two hostages on their scorecard anymore. Uh, and so they were released. Uh, and not too long <laughs> after a decisive election victory, I think it happened within the week, actually, uh, of it happening. So it's uh, as Bo from the fifth column keeps on calling it the international poker game where everyone's cheating, right? That's essentially what was going on. And we saw a couple of hands of that game, uh, games being played at that table, being played uh, during the whole Meng Wanzhou thing. Hang Hong, that he's suing uh, Global News, and I believe it is for $15 million we go yeah because he says the stories portrayed him as a traitor <clears throat> and a knowing participant in chinese interference in canada now like we, we talked about his uh when he steps aside as a member of the caucus and he said he was going to sit as an independent and we saw his reaction and you know either that's an uh, academy award deserving performance or this is an actually very broken man mm-hmm mm-hmm now it says the statement of claim provided by his lawyers and filed Thursday with the Ontario Superior Court in Toronto accuses Global News of publishing, quote, false, malicious, irresponsible, and defamatory stories that have, quote, destroyed Dong's hard-earned reputation and career. Um, so that's the story that was uh, published in March saying that unidentified security sources alleged that Dong told a Chinese diplomat in February of 2021 that releasing Michael Kovrig and Michael Spaver would benefit the conservatives. Uh, doesn't make any sense. Except why would, you, why would you want to benefit your, your opponent, right? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, it's what China, I mean, if the thing is, the overall claim is that China wanted uh, Trudeau to win. Mm-hmm. Then why would they be doing things for the conservatives? For the conservatives. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't compute. Yeah, it just doesn't you know, compute. Yeah, but see, I, I'm I'm also thinking like if they had released them early. I also don't see how that benefits conservatives. No, it doesn't. But done a bit. Try that again. Rewind. It doesn't benefit conservatives at all in any way, shape, or form. Right? Because wouldn't because had nothing to do with it. Victory. Yeah. yeah. It's just I don't get it. It's very confusing. <laughs> very confusing. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody's like playing some four-dimensional chess here, that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not understanding. But yeah, on on the surface, it just doesn't seem doesn't seem to hold. Now, Global News does the issued the standard statement. Global News is governed by a rigorous set of journalistic principles and practices. We are very mindful of the public interest and legal responsibility of this important accountability reporting. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Dong says that he wants uh, Global to remove the stories and broadcasts, I guess, from the web and all that kind of stuff. So he wants some type of retraction. Uh, and the statement of claim names several global news reporters and editors as defendants, alleges the media outlet acted irresponsibly in the way it reported and wrote the stories. Uh, quote, these allegations were made by anonymous sources whose credibility and reliability were assumed rather than vigorously tested, said the statement of claim. Um, I can see how someone would think that. Oh, yeah. I can see yeah. how someone would think that that goes to the... That's what I mean. That goes to the, the rigorous standards. So how vigorously were they tested? Um, like I said, we, we've got people that know uh, some of the journalists in question who have vouched for their professionalism. So, but human nature is human nature. Also, you know, mm -hmm. I think says that when you think you maybe have a hot story that maybe you cut a corner or two. Well, well it certainly seems here. that way. It's right now. It seems that way, because it, but that's the thing. Again, once once again, because we can't see any of the intelligence at play, and we are not allowed to know the identities of the people that are leaking it. We don't even know if the people who are leaking it specifically are from CSIS. The most we've been able to garner from the articles is from the intelligence community. Um, the intelligence community is pretty large. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not massive, but there's more than one organization. Let's put it that way. I got, <laughs> I've got something. Uh, I got something interesting here that I don't know if you if you found out or, or read about this on the weekend. Um, I, I'm gonna. I, I'll I'll, sh I'll throw some stuff on the screen there in a second, but uh, apparently, Tamara Leach and the Convoy Gang have, have offshore accounts, and there's yes. lots of fighting over the missing money. And uh, let me just share this screen here. I'm going to have to blow up some of the images so you can see them better. But this was March 28th, Jeremy McKenzie. I really wish Bridget Belson would just hone up and tell us where the convoy money went. Hey, new info today, Jeremy. You really are going to have to ask Tamara about the money because even I didn't know she had offshore accounts. There's your money I knew nothing about. Now, let me just blow this up so we can read what. And it's not blowing up. <laughs> It won't blow up. Okay. That was weird. Tried to blow it up 300%. It wouldn't let me. I'll, what I'll do is a screen cap and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll cut and paste it. So uh, there is one more uh, thing here. I'll just go back to that. Oh, there it is. So it's in the next page. Uh, Tamara Leach, we needed to formalize a motion to have Clout Hub consults regarding offshore accounts. I have some. While you were having that emergency meeting, I was talking to Jacob. Actually, Tamara, I will, from Eva Chipyuk, which was her lawyer, was she not? Eva Chipyuk? Uh, yeah, she's the one that uh, had to come in and bat clean up for uh, Brendan yeah, yeah. when he was pulled from the team. Yeah, not a very bright individual. She's the one that ended, uh, ended up with that question to, to Trudeau, why did you turn on your people or something like that, or why are you afraid of your people? And she thought that was a flex. Yeah, she thought it was a flex, right. Yeah. Okay, so actually, Tamara, I will ask that you review the letter and you send it to the board rather than it coming from us. We will send it to you and Chris shortly. Tamara Leach, perfect. I had to talk Thomas down after as he was hysterical about offshore bank accounts, and I had to explain to him that there's two problems. Like, ooh, uh, well. Well, well, well. Offshore accounts. 
I'm not surprised at least. <laughs> well, I, I believe we called it on the show. Yes. Yeah. I believe we mentioned something about uh, um, buying residences on Tahiti or something. Yeah. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll send you those. Uh, <laughs> Now, I may have the island nation incorrect. But yeah. I'll send you that link. I'll send you that link in the chat. In the uh, I'll DM that to you in Twitter, and because um, people are asking for you to post it on Facebook later, so I just sent it to you, so you could. Okay. Uh, if you want to post that on the Facebook or the Twitter, you can yeah. certainly do that. Wow, uh, puts the. You sure to give some color and texture to those comments against the public service strike, right? Saying, well, you know. At our protest for the convoy, we certainly didn't line up and like you know wait for envelopes of money. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. And, and you from did. the person who, uh, and you were waiting for envelopes of money from the person who. Now we all know. I mean, we all knew, but now we well, all know. <laughs> has set up offshore accounts. Well, you remember there was a period during the occupation where she absconded for like I think forty-eight hours. It was twenty-four for sure. It might have been forty-eight. I'm not sure, but nobody could find her anywhere. Yes. Hmm. hmm. I wonder why that was. She was still in town, but nobody could find her, which means she was hidden out somewhere, hiding money. Oh, allegedly, allegedly hiding money. But right there, she says she has offshore accounts. So I'm also told she's had some uh, cosmetic surgery lately. I don't know that to be true. Some people have commented. I've seen the comment. Yeah. I don't know that that's true, but it's like, where did she suddenly get the money to do that? Doesn't she need money to pay for her lawyer because she's going to go to prison? Things that make you go, hmm. It's all a grift. Which is why I've said from the beginning, I have no empathy for the people who occupied my neighborhood, tormented my neighbors and friends and shit in the streets. I have compassion for them because they threw their lives away for nothing. Oh. Nothing. They threw their lives away for nothing and tried to blame a boogeyman that didn't exist. They were blaming the prime minister for everything that was provincial matters. Girlfriend I yelled that at them. Girlfriend is a grifter. <laughs> no wonder everybody was bad at her. No wonder <laughs> she was having falling. <laughs> no wonder everybody in the inner circle were having fallen outs. Mm. She's very tiny. She could fit in my pocket. I met her at the pub one night. I walked out of the toilet and she was standing there. I almost walked over her because she's like four feet tall. Mm. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm like, oh. yeah, whatever. I just walked away. I'm standing. I walk around the corner who's standing there in the middle of the pub, but Tom Morasso. At which point my blood began to boil. Oh, yeah, he's a little guy too. <laughs> I could snap him in two if I needed to. I'm not talking about committing violent acts. Not going to do that. That's how my brain went. And my friends pulled me aside, sat me down, and talked me off the ledge. Uh, and said, Paul, don't throw your life away for this. This is not worth it. I'm like, you're right. You're right. He's not worth it. It's not worth it. This will amount to nothing. And it will give me, what, 30 seconds of satisfaction and a lifetime of headaches. Not worth it. Not worth it. Mm-hmm. Not worth it. But the emotion was there. Oh, yeah. I could see And that. I'm allowed to have that emotion. It's That's whether good. I act upon it or not is the, is, the, is the thing. And I didn't act upon it. I chose to squelch it. And then I left abruptly because it's like, I got to get out of here before I do something stupid. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah indeed, indeed. Can imagine. Jeez. So yeah, that's uh, that's going to bring on some whole new developments, and that's going to oh, yeah. be that's already public knowledge. On people have to say things. There's going to be a lot of instances of um, uh, like the mafia, but without the loyalty. I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of people singing. It was like, you were doing what? Canaries. You had an officer? Oh, canaries. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send in the canaries. Ooh, okay. Um, so we have to wrap up soon. I uh, just wanted to finish uh, with a couple things there with uh, Han Dong. Um, he says here uh, in his statement of claim that the defendants knew or ought to have known that the call took place in a specific cultural con- context and in Mandarin. There, that answers your question, Mr. Grisley. Mm. There was an obvious risk that Canadian intelligence sources could have interpretive challenges in this context. Um, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, dangerous. If that. Uh, pardon? That's dangerous. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, so we'll see how that lands out. But yeah, fifteen uh, million dollar suit, uh, which is not negligible. That's pretty big for Canada because mm-hmm. uh, yes. our, our our settlements and suits and whatnot are, are typically way smaller than the United States. Uh, and in the United States, uh, Smartmatic has uh, gone on record again saying that. Uh, because they said for the first time that Fox exposed the fact that there was duplicity, but that Smartmatic was going to expose what it fully what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they back, came back on the record again and said, yes, they want the money, but they also want public accountability right. specifically. And it seems that uh, Fox News' troubles aren't over because it seems that uh, individual people like um, those two, two uh, black ladies, the daughter and mother that work that polling station, mm-hmm. uh, they might sue. And it looks like shareholders are looking at suing. And it looks like uh, maybe some people that were uh, attacked in the January 6th, like uh, Officer Fanon, might be considering suit. So there's a lot more lawsuits. And if uh, and Smartmatic is looking for two points. Six billion. Um, so when you start adding them all together, mm-hmm. if all those settlements go through, and for all of them, the state, the decision that Fox News did indeed lie. And they know they did. They admitted that it. This no longer needs to prove it. And that they've settled to the tune of $787,500,000. <laughs> also, pretty much indicates how guilty that is because that's not a negligible settlement. No. Um, who knows? Maybe we are at the beginning of the end of Fox. Well, it, you know, and, and, and it's gotten so bad that even Bill O'Reilly, that scumbag that he is, who has 45 million reasons to keep his mouth shut, said this, this is just bad all the way around. You don't lie to the public. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in agreement with Bill O'Reilly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Broken mm-hmm. clock, though. Broken clock. Broken clock. And the other bit of news that we were wondering, uh, when the arraignment came down for um, the orange uh, shit stain, uh-huh. uh, turns out that throughout the entire proceedings, everyone was referring to him as Mr. Trump. Nice. That must have killed oh, yeah, him. Yeah. And he did have to get up himself and say, not guilty. Nice. So his first two words, and maybe his only two words in court, were perjury. Yeah. 
you're gonna lose your oh, job. This is gonna be good. You, I, I mean, I know mm. he's oh. already lost his job, but you know how the song goes, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, and in the E. Jean Carroll case, the sexual assault case, he asked for a delay because he was saying, "Well, there was so much publicity with the with the other one that there's going to take the jury poll." Well, it's like, well, basically, that you drew the publicity to yourself. Mm partially by attacking the judges and their family. So, no, you cannot then come into the court and say, hey, there's too much publicity. It's too hot. We need to cool down. So uh, that's going on as scheduled, and it starts tomorrow. You're out in the coup, are you? <laughs> Cancer Cure 23 is out in Vancouver watching. Hey, I'm assuming Van Van is Vancouver, the coup, saying hello. I would assume, yeah. yes. Yes. All right, kids. Do we have a show, Mr. We do, like sir, we do. All right. I do believe that this is the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. We hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Remember, kids, that word of mouth is priceless. Please tell your peeps about us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And good morning to uh, all the kids uh, that uh, joined us. Uh, Kit Cancer Cure 23, Kit, uh, well, my friend, our dear friend James, Kit Miss Sedeka, Kit Tavi G, Kit Saucy, Kit Jen, Kit Elaine, everybody, all of you, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Um, merch coming soon. Sharing is caring. Merch coming soon. Merch coming soon. All right. So tell your friends about our shows. Uh, if you would like to subscribe to us, our pod page is podpage.com slash true the the true north eager beaver, uh, hyphen between each one of those words and subscribe. We'll bandwidth and if you support us and encourage us to you can that's coffee and that you to our emergency chocolate well hot chocolate coffee guinness uh caesar uh, farm boy gluten-free chocolate chip ice cream cookie fund and uh yeah Ah, <laughs> uh, Tavi G, this makes me think of the Ropper Room. I love that mirror. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can help us out there. We would very much appreciate that. Um, if you want to communicate with us, True North Eager Beaver is our Facebook blog page. At Twitter, we're at True Eager. And uh, by email, TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com. And Kits, you put us over on the charts over the past few days again, too. We hit as high as 147 on this round. So uh, thank you very much for your support and your attention. We, uh, we're very grateful for it. All right, uh, from the Ottawa Beaver Lodge, uh, this is your eager beaver and my faithful correspondent here, uh, Alistair McBear. Alistair McBear. I don't think we're related. Yes. yes. See, that's the tartan. So Alistair McBear ah, over here. McBear, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I'm an Irish grizzly. You're an Irish grizzly. Saying it could be a tough world out there, so uh, please be kind to and gentle with yourselves. And Mr. Grizzly. Do you have some words of wisdom for us? Yeah, dress warm today. It's kind of chilly out. It's not very spring or warm or summer-like. And uh, summer was over. It was uh, two weeks ago. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're back into autumn weather already. All right. Oh, we have Ms. Sedeka that says, uh, let me know if you still have got the package. Uh, the package has come in uh, at the post office, but I am not in the same city where the post office box is. Uh, so uh, I will not be able to get my hands on it until sometime Friday. Okay, but it has okay. arrived. All right. So thank you very much. Can't wait to see what it is. Oh, my daughter made you something too. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Cool. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, kids. Yeah. We're out. Bye.
You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. See ya. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.